So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 285. For February 7th, 2021, my name's Nathan Reed and Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Hey, 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 hey. And we are also joined by Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Oh boy, it's a podcast time. It is a podcast time today. So, uh, let me start with Connor here. Hey, where can we find you, buddy? You can find me at aroa.website, the bottom two or three or whatever links are mine. The important one there that I want to bring to your attention is Clinton's Core Classics. You do an actual play podcast of Pathfinder's first edition of Rise of the Rune Lords. We are currently on book four, thirty uh, something chapters in. So you know we're we're about close to wrapping it up. I I don't I don't think we're we're thirty chapters in. Uh thirty. I I, I do it by like. Uh, chapter and then episodes so 30 episodes and more appropriate i i see what you're saying yeah 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 because because like i know there's books but i didn't know each book had like a chapter in it is what yeah, i was I'm saying just, 30 episodes in would be more appropriate you're right you're right nathan thank you and also uh we're we're joined by andrew Rowe mcfain where can we find you andrew Rowe mcfain uh website where all of your favorite web zones can be found it's like Google, only with three people's you, information on there. You remember? You remember I Google? It's no. Like that. No. Wait, you don't? You really not, don't? I really, really do not. I Google was Google's answer to the Yahoo Portal thing, where you could like you could like set up uh, a page for yourself that would have quick links to all your favorite websites, like uh, AOL or. Uh, YouTube, uh, I mean Google Video, uh, and there were like little widgets you could put on there. It's pretty cool. Neat. I don't, I don't remember it at all. Maybe I'll go. Th- maybe there's a uh, like a internet archive of it that I can look up. I'm like, sure there are at least screenshots somewhere out there. You could download that Flash Player alternative and and load up iGoogle. So. Let's. Oh, you can find me Nathan Rinsbruth. I'm everywhere. I'm on uh, Row website as well. But you can go to uh, you know Twitter at Reeton and YouTube at Reeton and and Twitch at Reeton. I'm on Twitch five days a week, Monday through Friday at six p.m. Pacific time to about eight or nine p.m. Pacific time, depending on how long I decide to stay up that night. And Connor, what games have you played this week? <laughs> okay, well, uh, the big one is that I've played. And I, I just want to like underline this and bold this and put this at twenty four font. A fuck ton of Space Station thirteen. <laughs> I Nathan and I were like, hey, let's play some Station uh, Space Station thirteen. Let's try it out. And we did. Nathan got a game in. I don't think it was really his thing. I adore this game so goddamn much. Um, I maybe spent five servers on the the regular. Goon Station, just finding out how the game works. And now I almost exclusively play on the heavy RP server. And it is such a wild time. Yeah, I think that... 
I think also part of the reason why I play I didn't have fun with it was like we we joined and they're like, hey, this is noob friendly, and it really was not noob friendly. It was not noob friendly, no. <laughs> um, I also know a lot more about how to play the game now. So if you feel like picking it up again, I'm much more prepared to teach you how to play. Maybe, maybe I I I, I know, still I have it downloaded. Key, I know which key allows you to fart on command, which really that's all you need. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's except if you do it too much, you explode. Apparently. Have... <laughs> Have you tested this? I have not, but I've been like in a hospital being bombarded by clown farts, and then the clowns just explode. <laughs> the, the doctor was like, well, I warned him. <laughs> and I love this game so much, you guys. Play it with me. I, I kind of want a Space Station 13-like game with, how do I say, graphics? I want, I want graphics in the game. It definitely um, kind of looks like you're playing Chips Challenge, and I don't, and maybe a little like maybe more uh, new friendly servers, but I'm sure they have those. We just didn't hop on them at the right, right. time. You just gotta find them. Yeah, but uh, get yeah, a it's... lot of people pissed off at you, and have mods be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" and be like, "Sorry, I thought I was doing it right." Apparently, if you just say you're sorry and sound sincere about it, you could like get away with murder in Space Station 13. Literally, literally get away with murder. Like um, I was a traitor, and I didn't realize I had a specific target, so I just killed the captain of the ship because I was like, "Cool, I'm a traitor." And then we didn't have a captain of the ship anymore. Nice. Um, we had uh, when when I played with you, um, the first game. We just kind of failed. We were kind of just wandering around, not knowing what we were doing, and then the game ended. We sure did learn our basic motion controls. Yes, uh, for that particular motor server. Skills, good. But, but apparently, tilt controls. Yes, but apparently, the the different servers have different movements. Some of them are like you have to use the arrow keys, and some of them are WASD. Oh, that frustrated the hell out of me, yeah. Um, the first one we were on was a Goon Station server. That's what I've exclusively been playing on. We played on a TG server. That was the one that was supposed to be friendly, uh, noob-friendly, that is. And it wasn't. It... And then we clicked on one, and it was an Aliens versus Pred uh, like Alien versus Colonial Marines kind of server. Yeah. Um, this, and the... it, it was not noob-player-friendly. The noob-friendly one uh, had cultists... That were murdering you, and then they would, I, I believe they would take you and convert you into a cultist, and then you had to try to murder other people. Uh, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, and so eventually nobody was able to do their job because everyone was a cultist, and then a giant monster came and ate the ship. I remember that. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, fun. That's what it was. We'll, we'll say that. Uh, but At yeah, this it's... time where I was playing as a bot, uh, and when you're a bot, you have laws, you know, like the Isaac Asimov's laws of humanity. Don't harm someone. Don't harm yourself unless it breaks rule number one, and I don't remember exactly what they are. Uh, we don't, had... don't let harm come to another human. We had had somebody breaking into facilities and start basically wrecking shit and i was like hey you need to stop this and he was like okay well i'm just gonna wreck you then 
decapitated me, but I'm a robot, so I could live without my head. And I started going to town on him. Um, and admin immediately pings me and is like, hey, uh, you just broke the rules. What are you doing? I was like, you're killing me. Can I not defend myself if he's retaliating and fucking shit up? He's like, nah, it breaks the rules. I don't know if I like that because I think that you should be able to defend yourself. But maybe you could have gone about it a different way because I know you can, like, strangle people and knock them out. Maybe that would have been better. Maybe. Also, I mean, you are a robot. I, you, know? I, you don't necessarily have the right to defend yourself. Yeah. Uh, These so, are probably things we're going to eventually have to worry about. Yep, I, I give it 10 years. But uh, curious, have you played anything other than Space Station 13? I have my Warhammer Minute. Okay, you can do that. All right, go ahead and set the timer. One of these times I'm going to show up with like a theme song ready and everything. It's going to be great. I need to get a pocket watch. <laughs> this week in the Warhammer Minute, I got to play the second of my Crusade campaign games. This time the Adeptus Mechanicus played against Orcs. They were the Speed Cult or Cult of Speed or whatever the hell it is. They got this super cool ability where when they're moving, if they get a four up, they could just teleport anywhere on the map nine inches away from an enemy, which he did with his Warlord and a couple other bikes. Uh, the other side is if it, if it fails the teleporters, it takes a mortal wound, which is like a, a damage that's really hard to resist. So before he could even get to me, about half of his army that was fast was just beating itself up. The other half made the awful mistake of just being utterly awfully placed. Yes, they were able to shoot my warlord, and yes, they kind of had free reign of whatever, but there was an entire Admech firing line just lined up looking at him. They did not survive the next turn. Uh, Admech won the game. Because this is a crusade, my warlord, who is a tech priest dominus, and my heavy infantry, which is Catapon Breachers, both got their bloodied rank. Awesome. The tech priest dominus got a five up, feel no pain, which is awesome. And the Breachers got a plus one. I don't remember if it's the hit or the wound. It's the uh, enhanced sights upgrade. We're doing rolls for everything, so it's all truly randomized. So not bad. That That is something I like in certain games. Uh, I believe that Blood Bowl is based on Warhammer. Yep, 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 yep. And the Skavens, when you level up, have a have a chance to get like a random like genetic modification. So like you could grow like an extra pair of arms or something like that randomly. Uh, there was another tabletop game I played for a while where a certain class, when they leveled up, they would then roll for a different neurosis. Um, okay. So they were pretty powerful, but then they also would progressively just get more and more insane. And that was in, I believe that was World of Darkness. So I like that. I like the the random uh, nature of that. Um. So you played Warhammer, you played Space Station 13. I assume you didn't get anything else in. No, and have you guys ever been like, oh, you know, it's 9.30, 10 o'clock or something like that. I'm just going to play some video games before bed. And then it's 4 a.m.? Every day. Yeah. Or Sunday, rather. I don't think I've done that since I I started working when I was 17, I think. I don't think I've really done it maybe once or twice since then. 
And I think those both of those times are probably with Reedon. Probably. Yeah, probably, yes. That However, that tends to happen. Did that the one time. Um slept like nine hours the next day to make up for it. I was paying for it. Got home last night, couldn't sleep. So uh I'm a little loopy right now. Yeah, you may not we may not be doing our uh Clinton Core Classics gameplay tonight. Might need to cancel our later recording, yes. Yeah, that's sad. Well, who knows? Uh, our DM might not have the uh, the maps made because we blew through his demons he wanted us to fight. Because Clinton's, uh, because I mean to say, because Reeton's just like, hey, I know this is supposed to be a boss fight, but I'm going to kill it in one hit and take <laughs> out its yard trash in the other hit. So uh, this is spoilers uh, for like a year from now. But basically what happened is, I'm a barbarian, and I got mad because there were things that are ethereal. And when things are ethereal, you can't really hit them. Um, Unless. Or you can, or you can get like sometimes they're like, uh, like you can like you do half damage because they're ethereal or or half like it's it's weird. Uh, but if you take a a thing called Ghost Rager as a barbarian for for your rage power. It means you do full damage to ghosts. And Clinton was like, here's a ghost. And I was like, oh, a ghost. I'm going to kill it. And I killed it because I crit twice. And um, he didn't get to attack us, which apparently, after our discussions afterwards, that's a really good thing that he didn't get to hit us because I think we could have had a party wipe with how powerful that guy should have been. Uh, so these are things that could happen yeah so very happy about that um listen to clinton's core classic so you can listen to clinton cry on camera um he doesn't actually do that so we're gonna move on to aroa aroa what games have you played this week uh I, you know um been doing a lot of uh playing random ps3 games i uh i modded my ps3 and i saw that uh, i saw that on snapchat yeah it's uh kind of remarkable how easy it is if you can find a fucking working host for the exploit um which is yeah not not the easiest thing in the world uh, uh there's supposed to be this ps3 exploit.com or whatever and it, that particular, I don't know what's wrong with it, but it, it works like maybe 25% of the time. It's really I, annoying. I mean, I have an idea. What? Why don't you host it? Yeah, so that's, I'm I'm going to do that, uh, I okay. think. I have to find out if, uh, I don't think there's any server-side code that it requires because NeoCities only lets you do static pages. Oh, so yeah. you, you can only host like, you know javascript docs so i think it's just a javascript based exploit because it's like a memory overflow in the browser because that's just what every fucking exploit on consoles is nowadays you just if it has a browser in it you just try to find a hole in there because there's just webkit exploits all over the place uh but yeah once you once you have that just kind of a matter of finding downloads of ps3 games which you can get you can go on no pay station and uh get all of them that were on PSN but yep there are not there're not as many games on PSN as you uh 
you might think. Well, and and you, the good thing about it, the exploit is that you can afterwards take physical copies of the games and just burn them to your hard drive, which is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you could, you know, yeah, uh, use your, uh, get your legal copies of the games and uh, and put them on the hard drive. Yeah, do that. Yeah, legally. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Do it legally. Don't illegally download them. Yeah. Uh, but I also, uh, I took your advice. I threw a, uh, a hybrid drive in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I watched uh, a few YouTube videos comparing an SSD and a solid-state hard drive and a regular hard drive. And wow, yeah. Um, you, we're, we're talking like sometimes 75% faster loading times on the hybrid and solid-state drives versus the, the normal hard drive. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, the, the hybrid drive is great for for consoles like that it works great in the ps4 and the ps3 um i actually i looked that up because at when i worked at sony whenever we would get a new console in we would pop out the 500 gig drive and put in a two terabyte sshd drive and i asked my boss i was like why don't we just put a solid state drive that would load faster and he's like I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, and so I looked it up, and I was like, no, you're right. The The solid-state drive d- is slightly faster, but it's less than 10% faster than the SSHD, and you don't get yep. trim support, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know about on the PS4, but on the PS3, actually, uh, they there's a weird uh, way that they have everything connected together where... For some reason, the storage controller runs through the South Bridge. Uh, I guess for the purpose of uh, like data in, uh, decryption, because it has to decrypt everything in real time, and there's no like hardware decryption stuff in the processor because you know th- this was what 2005. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So they. Uh, so they have the storage running through the South Bridge, which acts as a huge bottleneck. And so the console's literally incapable of reading any faster than a certain rate. So any speed that you would gain from a true SSD is completely pointless. And at the same time, yeah, you don't have trim support. Uh, there, It's just, it's going to burn the, the solid state drive out within five years. And you're not going to get any real benefit out of it. Exactly. And, and you're dealing with way less space for the money for an SSHD. The only problem is that I think that Seagate is the only company still producing SSHDs. So that's going to burn like, out in, in less than a year anyway. <laughs> well, not just that, but it's like you don't really have much choice in who you buy from, which means like that's like. You don't get any competition there, so I'm still paying sixty dollars for a one terabyte hard drive. Yeah, yeah, that's not too like, bad though. I mean, I mean, it's normal, but it's like, man, it really feels like this should be cheaper by now, you know? Right. But so, uh, did you? What games did you play? Anything cool on the PS3? Rhythm games, I assume. Uh, actually, I've been playing mostly game show games. Um, 
there's this weird series of games that were made by this shitty little indie dev that I've never heard of. Uh, and they're, they're all game shows like uh, Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, uh, Press Your Luck, um, and, and uh, Jeopardy. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Family Feud. Oh, good. They're all in this. They're all in the same engine. Uh, they all use these same weird fucking character designs, and they all just they they feel like a browser, like a Facebook browser game that came out on the PS3. Um, but also, they ended up getting bought by Ubisoft at some point. Um, and they just continue making these same games and putting them on newer consoles. Uh. I just thought that was really fucking bizarre because I've seen these games played on uh, like like uh, Game Grumps play them, uh, some of them, and I was like, wait, that look, the characters are exactly the same as in that, and yeah, they they just they got bought by Ubisoft because they were really good at cranking out these shitty fucking game show games. We should so, do that. We should pl- we should do a night where we play. Do they have online on the new ones? Because if they don't have online, that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know about the newer ones. The PS3 one doesn't. Um, I figured. Okay, I'll go to your house. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No. I I will not be traveling in the near future. (laughs) I I did play Mercenaries 2, though. Um, it's, uh, It's weird how much you'll put up with in terms of a downgrade of a game uh, whenever you are old enough to recognize that frame rates exist because man mercenaries on the ps2 it's a really good game but holy shit the thing runs at like 20 frames per second all the time and it makes me nauseous dude uh, goldeneye the original goldeneye ran at like 14 frames a second yeah you're right and like somehow that was like the coolest fucking game in the world it's still a really good game but like i don't think i could casually play it without throwing up well, you know, there's a new way to play it, though. Pavlov, well, yeah, the, baby. No. Uh, no, the the uh, Xbox Live Arcade version uh, that was never actually released was leaked recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And it runs at 60 frames a second. Is that... You have to... I'm assuming you have to play it on a Hack 360, though, right? No, nah, it'll work in the Xenia emulator. Oh right, the 360 emulator actually works decently well, doesn't it? Uh, apparently, I, I never used yeah, it, but yeah, I played um, I played Sonic the Hedgehog in that. Uh, for some reason, I I, I just was. It was actually, I think, the only 360 game that I had on my computer at the time. Oh right. Uh, so, but yeah, so you can play it in the Xenia emulator, and it works fine. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to move on to me. Speaking of Xbox games, uh, the game I played this week, on Monday I played some Master Chief Collection and uh, did some multiplayer on that, and I am not very good at it. Uh, Either that or other people are very, very good at it. Some matches, I I know Connor can relate to this, some matches I, I feel like I do awesomely, and then other times I'm like, man, I suck at this game. 
what usually happens is Reeton will play uh, Overwatch for a while and be like, I'm really good at this game. And he'll go and play Halo and, you know, for a little bit, he'll be like, this game's so much faster than Overwatch. And then it's you know, not it's not that much faster than Overwatch. Not really. It's just a little less jumpy. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I didn't but have yeah. anything else to say. I was just saying <laughs> get on with it. But yeah, so I played some Halo. It was good. Uh, Connor and I still need to play through two, three, four. ODST and ODST, two, three ODST and four. That's what that's the the way that we have to play through them. Uh, hopefully, so, w- will I finish Danganronpa two before you guys finish Halo? We'll find out in ten years. <laughs> we're we're terrible. We we are. We're, I play games like I beat games really quickly. But it when it comes to beating games and playing games with other people, I'm awful at it. Um, just just trying to like get one person to sit down for like six hours to play a game is rough. Especially um, when they're on other sides of the country. Exactly. So, uh, speaking of which, I played and beat the medium and boy howdy people think that cyberpunk is poorly optimized uh (laughs) that game uh like with ray tracing on and this isn't me this is i was watching parallax abstraction stream as well and with ray tracing on it if you walk into a a new area it just stutters like you can count the frames as it loads in like the new textures and stuff. It is awful. If you turn ray tracing off, um, it doesn't quite do that. Now, Parallax Abstraction has a 3080, and I have a 3070. And uh, he was at 1440p, I'm at 1080p. And we were both experiencing these issues. They've got some work to do on their tech. It's a... <sighs> I played and beat it. I beat. It. I played it Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I beat the game. Um, there was only one puzzle that I had any problems with. You know, I kind of like there. There's like the old school, like Lucas Arts games, right? Had impossible puzzles sometimes. Same thing with Sierra. Like put Jim in mouth. Just random puzzles that you would just have to like figure out. And newer adventure games try to be way more accessible by making it so that toddlers can finish it. And oh, is, it is it an adventure game or is it because it's a blooper team, right? Yeah, it, it's it's not even like there are puzzles, but they're not. Yeah, it, it's more yeah. of a walking simulator with like little roadblocks to make you feel engaged. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what I was going to talk about. There are some scenes where there's a, a creature in it. You meet him very quickly, so I'm not spoiling anything, called the Maw, who chases after you. And there's, like, three or four of these scenes where you have to, like, uh, you either get chased by him or uh, you just have to, like, walk past him. And honestly, the game would have been better without those. Or rather it would have been better if there was the implication of violence rather than the actual threat of violence. Because like, if he catches you, it's not like you're losing an hour of progress. 
he catches you, you reload right before you start running and you you do it again. There's like no real consequence to dying. So it probably would have been better without those um as you said little like roadblocks to for perceived challenge. But it's an interesting story. There were also some things in the game. I don't want to spoil it uh too much because it is a story-driven game. So if any, and it's new. If anybody's wanting to play through the game, I don't want to be like, "Oh, this happened." But there there are some things and it happens with video games and other media too where they they skirt around the issue and if you know what's going on you know hey this definitely happened but they don't outright just come out and say what happened with some of the characters and i'm like dude this is a mature game just say that it happened just say that this you know this x happened to this person you you is don't the need R the word is it the R word? It is the R. It is it is the uh, R word. Yes. Okay. Um, Hold on, I I think we need a trigger warning on this podcast now. We do. So, you know, just stuff like that that they could have put in. It's like eight hours experience though, eight or nine hours. So, if you want to play through it, play through it. It's pretty, it's pretty good, I, and uh, it's included in Game Pass. I would say that that Bloober team. And from what I've seen outside of Observer, uh, because what little I have experienced of Observer was really good, um, they seem to have a really good knack for like having a great idea and then just kind of shitting all over the writing page. Well, and, uh, yeah, and not they they, they, were... they don't know how to write for like humans. Yeah, uh, one of the th- like the the coolest thing about it, right, is the two different worlds that you you inhabit. So like you have your world and you have the spiritual world basically. And Yeah, Silent Hill. Yeah. But they'll show both of them at the same time and render yeah. them both with ray tracing effects on them. So yes, it takes a lot of graphical power to to utilize it, but I guess they Silent had Hill this downpour. Yes. I never played that game. But I guess they've tried. They were thinking about doing this. Literally the same thing. Does it? Yeah. Oh, good. So I guess they were thinking about doing this quite a while ago, but they didn't think that like the old hardware, like the the Xbox 360 and PS3, could handle this. And I guess they thought that the Xbox One and PS4 couldn't handle this type of interaction either. Um. I don't know. Maybe if they knew how to code games, that would be. <laughs> they could have fucking done it because it it's got a lot of dropped frames. And while I don't have like you know the top of the line computer, I still have a six core twelve thread processor from Intel. I have a thirty seventy, and I was consistently going into single digit frame rates when loading up new areas. Leaving well, the fucking the Blair Witch game like had frame rate issues yeah and it didn't have ray tracing or any anything special it, it didn't even have a big stupid gimmick like, it wasn't even good it, wasn't, it didn't even look that good no it was mostly just dark and like the game disappointed me really hardcore <laughs> i tell you what they need to hire somebody i can't i'm not gonna say his name but there was a guy 
who I worked with at Sony that yeah, was... Yeah, John Carmack. Yeah, exactly. But there was a guy I worked with at uh, Sony that was able to get 500-plus zombies on screen at once chasing you. Yeah, there were some frame drops, but this was on the, the base PS4. You need to get somebody like that that knows how to work with the hardware and will spend 17 hours a day literally sleep under his desk. Uh, you need somebody like that to to code for you because maybe your game will be functional at that point because I know they're going to do patches and it's going to be it's probably going to run just fine in a few months but I don't like it when games release, you know, like this or Cyberpunk and they have crippling issues and I'm I'm hearing a lot more about Cyberpunk's crippling issues than the medium and I've had a lot more frame drops like from the medium than I did in Cyberpunk. But Well, Cyberpunk doesn't have as much of an excuse because it's backed by a, you know, massive fucking publisher. That's true. That's true. Uh was Bloober not backed by a publisher? Uh they I mean even if they do, it's not it's not CD Project Red, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I understand. That now doesn't CD Project Red own GOG? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's what I that's, thought. That's what I'm saying is yeah. like they there's a lot of money going on in there and meanwhile Bloober team like they're they're probably the biggest at what they do, but like they're still not like Oh wait, no. They they are just them. No. Oh. They they self-published. Well, you know what? Good so, for them. But they should still yeah. code better. So, uh, and then last... Yeah, the make last, better game. Yeah. Uh, it was a good game. I, 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 I would say I'd give it like a, a 3 out of 5. <laughs> Not 3 out of 10. Like a 3 out of 5. Um, so it's like uh, Layers of Fear level? Yeah. Mediocre? Like, it's 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 all right. Like, the story's pretty good, but the gameplay's a little lacking. Um, but, it, you know, it's... Oh. A, so, it's it's a it's a so it's story better than driven. layers of fear. It's a story driven game. Well, layers um, of fear was bad. Well, was it? Anyone who thinks otherwise is a fucking fucking sock brain. All I right. Mean, most modern games are bad though. But you know what? There's a good modern game that was but released. It, but it has its it has its head so far up its own ass that it doesn't it doesn't even deserve justification. That's that's yeah, part. You know that's, doing it. It's insisting upon itself. That's part of what uh, the roguish bard said was that she she thinks that it was a little bit too into itself. Like Bluebird team, I think. Yeah. As as a bunch of writers are all very shoved up their own ass because because fucking Blair Witch had that same problem. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And then the programmers are like, I guess we'll make it work. So like they just they think they're so fucking smart and they have never written anything subversive or or anything remarkable at all outside no. of I can't talk about Observer because I just don't know. Yeah. So uh there was a good game that was released last year. I played some more. Uh Hades. And that that is a good game. So if you like if you like roguelike games, it's only like twenty bucks on Steam. So I would say pick it up twenty or twenty five, I think. So pick it up on Steam. It's a good game. Uh, 
we'll move on. Also, it runs at like 500 frames a second on my 3070, which I find hilarious. I can't even display that many uh, frames. It's just, it, it does it. I mean, I fucking hope it'd run good. I know, right? It's it's not graphically impressive, but it is it is a good game. What takes up more power at this rate? Your home's refrigerator or your computer? Just still the refrigerator, okay? <laughs> My com- are you our, sure? Are you our, sure? No. First off, no. And secondly, uh, our power bill is regularly between sixty and seventy bucks a month with two people. I think we're okay on power. And that's How even is during it the so winter. Low. How is it so low? We. We are very good at managing our power. Like we don't. Another another reason is we do have gas heat. We do not use electric heat. So do but so do we. Yeah, it's always sixty or seventy bucks. Like like total. Yeah. Not even per person. Yeah, yeah, it's like sixty to seventy bucks total. Oregon's just like a great place to live. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because my power bill is consistently like at least one fifty. I, I, I don't know. Like I remember, I I changed all of our light bulbs out for LEDs. Yep, all of our light bulbs are LEDs. Yeah, and like we, I don't even know when else. So when I lived, there were I don't even have heat in the basement. I'm just cold all the time. Yeah, my so when I lived with my sister, it was similar between you know, uh, fifty to seventy dollars when I lived with my sister. Then I moved in with some roommates, some other roommates, and they ran up the power a lot. So we literally had months where it was three hundred dollars a month for power. And um, ever since moving in with my current roommate, it's always around fifty to seventy bucks. So if this is uh if this is accurate by the way, uh I think each of our computers probably uses more power than our refrigerator. That is hilarious. Um let's move on. We're gonna talk about some actual gaming news and, and stuff. So we got seven minutes. Let's go. <laughs> we do, we got seven minutes no. Uh Google Stadia. How many uh who who here likes Google Stadia? Because apparently Google doesn't anymore, and they're dropping <laughs> their Google Stadia developers. Um, so, so it happens a lot when they, when you get a new console. Like Microsoft has their studios that publish for them. PS4 does, um, or or Sony does, and Nintendo. You know they have themselves, and then they have third party publishers, um, and then like Epic will literally just buy publishers to put stuff on their store. And Stadia kind of did the same thing where they they got a publisher uh, or a developer that they wanted to develop games exclusively for Stadia to kind of drive people to go to Stadia. And yeah, they I don't think they re- they may they may have released one game and now they're shutting down that studio. Yeah, there. I think I think there was one game. Yeah, uh, it was like something where like the world like fucking changed colors and shit or something. It was not. It was not that that cool. It wasn't the medium. That's what you're telling me. 
so uh, no it was, it was like the medium but instead of the world turning into silent hill uh it just turned into psychedelics oh i see you just did a bunch of drugs yeah. that's that's what the that's what stadia should have done just like include mushrooms or, with every order of stadia it was, it was supposed to be like we're leveraging the power of the cloud to do things with games that aren't possible on home consoles and PC hardware. You know, it doesn't sound familiar. Does it sound like the Xbox one? You remember yeah. that? You remember crackdown three and how that just didn't pan out. Hey, remember Microsoft flight simulator? That actually, yeah. that actually does it. <laughs> yeah. That actually did pan out and work surprisingly well. Yeah. Um, so it does say Google isn't abandoning, this is from Destructoid, Google isn't abandoning the Stadia technology or brand, but it will not be investing further in bringing exclusive content from our internal development team, Stadia Games and Entertainment, beyond any near-term planned games. According to the Stadia VP Phil Harrison, in a blog post he cited the exponentially rising costs involved with creating best-in-class games from ground up. So it costs Wait a too minute. Much. How much do video games cost? Shit. And no one's buying them? Fuck. Nobody nobody wants our garbage service? <laughs> Freaking I'm sorry, we're not there yet. I, I there's there's gonna be a time when streaming games make sense, but we're not at that time yet. Because it's, uh that that'll be whenever like every neighborhood has like a Google data center sitting yeah. in it. Like that's when that's going to be feasible. Yeah. It says most of the people are going to move to new roles and yada, yada, yada. But also probably when IPV six is a thing so that we can stop having everything go through like five layers of natting to be able to, to get across the, you know, the neighborhood. I mean, IPV six has been around for like over a decade now, but yeah, I remember more when... like 30 years. I, I think that the spec was like ratified in the early 90s and we're still not doing anything with it. Well, what I mean is I remember. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like it actually started being like brought to computers like I think 15 years ago now at this point. Like um, it was a while ago. I remember I was still working at Arctic. I was still working fast food when I saw IPv6 and I had a compatibility issue because my computer didn't have IPv6 or my computer did have IPv6, but my router didn't. And it went, my computer wouldn't talk to the router until I turned off the IPv6. That was, that was one of those bad things that happened. So once that actually gets implemented, but it's hard, Aroa. It's hard to like have more numbers and letters. Uh, why can't we just like keep extending the same system we've been using for 50 fucking years? Can we yeah. just do that? Just it's not like we've it. been out of IP space for like 10 years now or anything. Yeah. So I think Stadia is uh shit. And I don't like it, and I think it's going to die a miserable, it, miserable death. It works better than its competitors, and that's as much as I can say for it. 
Well, okay, the Luna is bad. First off, mm -hmm. Amazon Luna not only at least uh, not only is it bad, but it doesn't have any games on the on Amazon Luna. And I know they're in beta right now, but at least Stadia had fucking Destiny. Yeah. Like they it had a couple games on it that you could sit down and and conceivably want to play. All the games that I saw on Amazon Luna were or Luma I forget what it's I think, called. I, no, I think it's Luna. Luna. All yeah. the games on there were not fun. Like they, shooting for the moon. I think they had a couple Ubisoft games, but I think you also had oh, you to can get you can get Ubisoft uh whatever it is, the UB Pass, whatever. I was that's what I was gonna say. You have to get UB Pass to play a lot of the Ubisoft games on Amazon Luna, which I would just want to play them on my computer that has a fucking 3070 in it but well, again yeah I'm but, not... it's, but it's not for it's not for us i know but the I know. thing is it's also not for normies because you have like a fucking almost second of input lag on amazon luna yeah. like i i've i talked about that before like i tried playing control and it was impossible yeah and that was on my computer that has an ethernet connection like, I don't even want to think about trying to do that on a mobile device. Do it. Do it on no. a mobile device. Download it. Do it on your Huawei. I'm not paying mate. for another month of that shit just to try it out on my fucking phone. Do it on your iPhone or get like, uh, get what you should do is you should do a video on it and be like, how does it work on this? Phone from wish.com that I bought I a, for $32. I have a Moto G from 2015. Like, Do it. That's a, that's almost as low spec as you're gonna as you're gonna get. Probably. I to be fair, those Moto G's back in the day were pretty good for what they were. Motherfucker doesn't have a fucking gyroscope in it. So you can't do like like it like you can't turn it on its side? You can so uh, there's a there's an accelerometer and a gyroscope okay. in in every phone nowadays. Yeah, accelerometer can kind of tell like roughly what the orientation is based on th like the environment, but a gyroscope can do it way more precisely and way more quickly. And uh, yeah, I was trying to use it uh, for fucking full body VR tracking, and I was like, why? won't it fucking calibrate and it turns out it literally can't that's can't because there's no hardware in it and i that's looked good. it up i was like I, I looked up fucking moto g3 2015 fucking gyroscope and everyone was complaining like who makes a phone in 2015 without a gyroscope because like that was that had been normal for at least four years by then but good motorola man motorola did that uh, although by then I think no, by then they were they were owned by Google and then they got sold to Lenovo, and I think that was uh, in 2016. Yeah, I, I think they were still Google. Uh, yeah, in 2015. So blame blame Google. Uh, let's move on to our next story. This one I think is hilarious. So it, it actually made me laugh. Uh, the Legend of Zelda. Uh, I assume everyone in here, except for Aroa, likes The Legend of Zelda. 
Why would you assume that I don't like Legend of Zelda? I don't know. You're weird. Oh, because it's a good thing, and yes. I hate everything that's good. Yes. Reading just like picking fights with his friends. I don't know why. <laughs> well, no, no, that is a fair point. Like, <laughs> Kate, Katie has told me that for like almost as long as we've been dating. That like I just have some kind of weird com- weird compulsion that like if something's popular, I'm gonna hate it because I'm just naturally born to be a hipster. But I think I think you I, I think you liked Breath of the Wild. We all like Breath of the Wild. We Bre- all like- Breath of the Wild's really good. Majora's Mask is one of the best games ever made. I yeah. think that I think Ocarina of Time is overrated by today's standards. Yes, it was important at the time, but I think we can all just give it credit for what it was and just sit Majora's Mask right on top of it as better. Like it's just the better game. Yeah. yeah. So who here? thinks that they should make another Legend of Zelda TV show. Uh, only if it's going to have a snarky uh, 90s dude uh, Link. Well, excuse me, Oroa. They almost did it. Um, this is from Engadget. It says, the story is six years in the making and involves Zelda, Star Fox, another, another Fox, College Humor, Netflix, Nintendo, and Adam Conover, who's, I think, the guy who does Adam Ruins Everything. Um, in 2015... Is that, is that that guy in the in the YouTube thumbnail? Because I just kind of want to punch him. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's okay. his persona, is the punchable guy that, like, it's kind of like me, where, like, somebody will be like, oh, well, this happened. I was like, well, actually. Like, he, he that's who he is. He's the well-actually guy. Um, oh, so, in February 2015, Wall Street Journal reported Nintendo was putting together a live-action ap- live adaptation of Legend of Zelda series for Netflix. That would be terrible. Um, it was going to be Game of Thrones for a family audience. The information came from an anonymous source close to the project. Other outlets covered the report, too, but it never happened. Now, why didn't it happen? Because this report came out. Somebody came out and said, "Hey, they're 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 talks and I'm going to do a live action Legend of Zelda." It's and, happening. And Nintendo was like, "Oh no. No, we can't do that." And pulled it. Um so they like I don't know why cuz that's how you build hype, right? You kind of it happens all the time. This is uh, actually not even the yeah the first time that that this has happened. Yeah, but it, uh, but it happens I, I don't know all the about time. specifically with Nintendo, but yeah. yeah, it happens all the time where a a game studio or like a video uh, like a a video card maker or movie or something like that will accidentally iPhones. yeah iPhones will accidentally have a leak, and I'm using air quotes. Um, to kind of build up hype around the whole thing. And so the the it's silly that they build up hype like that and then Nintendo just gets cold feet and runs away from it. Um it says How Conover, Nintendo of them. Yeah, it says Conover recalled the boss saying, Oh, someone at Netflix leaked the Legend of Zelda thing. They weren't supposed to talk about it. Nintendo freaked out and they pulled the plug on everything. They pulled the plug on the entire program to adapt these things. So, I guess that was what happened. We we did not get 
our Legend of Zelda Game of Thrones. How are you going to do a Legend of Zelda Game of Thrones? As far as I know, there was very little incest in Legend of Zelda. Well, uh, I'm a I, I wasn't expecting you to go that route, but yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I, I was, mean, I, I was I was prepping to be like, well, I mean, you could easily just come up with like all these other kingdoms that, you know, and there's uh, intrigue and, uh, working with the other kingdoms. Nope, you went right for the incest. All right, so here we got like the Kokiris, and the Kokiris don't like the Gorons because the Kokiris like preserving nature, and the Gorons, by their nature, need to destroy nature just to survive. They're sort of more parasitic just by what they are. And the Zoras. Zords are just smug assholes. You can't work with the Zoras to save your life. Then we got these Hylians and these Sheikah and these whatever the hell the I, I do want to uh, I want to people were. I want to stop you there, and I want to tell you in Breath of the Wild it is revealed that Link's girlfriend is the fish lady. Thank you for interrupting me for that, Nathan. You're welcome. Yeah, go on. Quali- quality con. No, I'm done. <laughs> well it would depend on what time period that this all takes place in though because yeah i believe that the zoras do eventually stop talking with the hylians later on in the timeline well they eventually and... become the rudo depending yeah. on what timeline it is yeah and... we'd have to figure out which timeline it would be in would it create its own timeline like the marvel universe almost and... certainly yeah although like it, going off of just how much they're writing the Breath of the Wild thing. Uh, well, wait, when was this? When, when was this? 2015. So 2015. Would so that have like been right, right before it was released? Right, like 20, 2016. Yeah, so they probably, yeah, they probably definitely would have would have gone with uh, with like pre. Breath of the Wild, but still that it, it would have been like where the time where the uh, newest Hyrule warriors took place or like Hyrule was still a kingdom and they were fighting actively trying to fight against Ganon. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I could also see them going the route of trying to like adapt the, um, I apologize, adapt kind of the Ocarina of time where, um, at least in the later, the later part where you get, you go into an adult form, where Ganon has taken over and you're they're trying to, you know, unite the kingdoms again and try to get it like face off against Ganon. I could see that happening. No, they just uh they they'd have to like turn Ganon into uh the that allegory for the you know, the, the zombies in in Game of Thrones, whatever they were called. I have no I the the frozen the legion walkers. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah the white boys. They're gonna. So they would have made it. Um, they would have made it a family friendly Game of Thrones, but it would have only been like season eight. So it would no, have been me, bad. I feel like I know how this would have gone. It would have been not Ganon, but Ganondorf going to all of these different people in that rant that I did a second ago and being like, "Hey, you should come be a part of my kingdom. So otherwise, I'll be a tyrannical dick to you." And each time they're like, "Yeah, we could do that," and then. That nasty old Link and Zelda come by and, and their groovy gang of mystery-solving friends. 
and they they go in and they 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 spoil that dastardly Ganon's plans each time. Exactly. And the second the I of... hear friendly, friendly, Ganondorf is no longer anything more than Robotnik. And then at, at the end of every episode, he goes, "I hate that link," and and shakes his fist at the camera. Uh-huh. I want yeah, I want Aroa yeah, yeah. I want Aroa to the do the voice for Ganon. That's I want that too. I'll get you next time, Zelda. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to move on from Legend of Zelda. We're going to talk about another beloved franchise, uh, Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy 14 is getting a PlayStation 5 beta, and it starts on April 13th. Uh, this is from Engadget again. It says... Uh, more than 10 years after its troubled PC and PS3 launch, Final Fantasy XIV is coming to yet another PlayStation console. During the revealed event Friday night, Square Enix announced the open beta for PS5 will start April 13th. On the new system, the MMORPG will run at 4K resolution and promises vastly improved performance. It's already playable in backwards compatibility mode, which is my next link, was it's already playable. <laughs> That ruined your payoff. <laughs> it did. Um, the company also n- announced a new expansion for the game, Endwalker, which is set for release this fall with new jobs, areas, and a level cap that goes up to 90. It's also set to end the storyline that began when the game relaunched. So that was the payoff. So uh, it's already playable on the PS5. So there's really no reason to do a there, there's no reason to do a an actual ps5 version because it does say that it's backwards compatible in this but it says here um in the other link that i got from Eurogamer, final fantasy 14 will be playable on playstation 5 via backwards compatibility and it also says that it has the it runs at a higher resolution and frame rate and runs as a, a ps4 pro game so there's really no reason to release it on the PS5. Well, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Um, now, I will argue that it shouldn't require you to purchase a new copy of the game. Like, you should just be able to download a PS5 native client. I but... don't think you can do that. So... I feel... like I I doubt that you can in this case, but that is right. definitely a thing that you're allowed to do as a publisher. Yeah, I think I think if you already own Final Fantasy 14 on PS4, you should just get a free upgrade. That's true. Like, because uh, like there, there's a reason for them to release it, and that's so that they can put performance patches and whatnot into the PS5 version only. Because like otherwise, they'd have to like include code specifically for the ps5 version in the ps4's patches and like that that gets really messy so i think... oh wait no it says right here it's playable at no extra cost oh that's good that's good because i know that a lot of uh i know that if you get the ps like if you get a pc version you have to buy the ps4 version well sure sure that's that's fine like i understand that because that's I there disagree. could be a completely different internal dev team working on the console version as opposed to the PC version. I disagree with this. 
for a couple reasons. First off, they're all cross-platform. So PS4, PS5, uh, PC, PS3, they all play together. And you have to pay a monthly cost. It's $15 yeah. a month. So you're already paying for it. You should just be able to get the launcher and play it wherever you want is is what I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I, I meant in general. Like, right. I, I understand, like, having to rebuy a game whenever you cross to a different platform. Yeah, in the case of... Honestly, Final Fantasy XIV should just be a free download for the client. And then you just pay a 15 a month. Like It should. I, or, I, or it should be no more than twenty dollars. Like, wow, you can get you can get the the base client for twenty dollars. You well, have to buy well, the newest expansion, but it's twenty dollars for the fucking base client. Well, and well, here's the thing with Final Fantasy, uh, their their free trial goes up to level fifty through the first expansion. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's so, that's how that's how I played what little of Final Fantasy fourteen I've played. Like, I just downloaded the client for free. And played a good amount of the game without paying for any of it. Which WoW also has that as an option. It's WoW starter mode, or or whatever. You can play up to I think level twenty. Twenty. That's so you can 20. play for twenty five minutes. And get no, to level no, no, no. Uh, not anymore. Originally, yes, I, I would agree with you. But now that the now that the squish has happened, you're playing a third of the way through your character uh, at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that, that Final Fantasy's mode for their free trial is pretty good. And I still think I haven't played it in a long time because I got really, I got, it's not that I got bored. I just didn't really know what to do. Um, the, I had the same the, problem. That's I think why that I it's, it. I think it's the best MMO that's out there though, right now. I would, I would, I would agree with that. The only reason, that I still play WoW is because uh, 14 does not support five-man dungeons. They are four-man only. Oh, that's... Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, it is really reason, awkward. Yeah, and the reason I, I forgot about that was because I remember Final Fantasy XI had six-man groups. So, huh. like, you're, you're, you had teams of six. It, it, yeah, we would have to always pug one. Well, you didn't have to do six people you could do it with five a lot of the time um but their dungeons were were a lot different it wasn't it it was the days before like oh we're just gonna queue for a dungeon and do this dungeon it was well you all had to it, walk yeah. to the dungeon you had to walk to the dungeon you had to get the group beforehand you couldn't just like pick up a random person um, well, that's even worse yeah it's like but that, like that, that's just more reason why it wouldn't work for our group. Because like we play, we play high, like medium high skill content. Where because we still do have to all go walk to the dungeon because do Mythic Plus. Oh, so, right. uh, like, yeah, it, that's why we can't do any so guess... other MMO really. Because <laughs> we need we we're specifically geared for five players and we can't get rid of one so i i guess what i'm saying is do you guys want to play final fantasy 11 with me no <laughs> damn it um what do you what do you think about this connor uh will you be playing final fantasy up, 14 connor? will you be I playing think... final fantasy 14 on your ps5 
I think I'd rather just keep playing Space Station 13. It's way more fun, guaranteed, hands down. I had, I had, I had, and and it's free. That is, it is, it is free. I had a different experience with uh, Space Station 5, but I'm happy that you're enjoying Space Station 5. Stay. Did you do that on purpose? No, no, I did not. (laughs) Space Station 13. Uh, PlayStation 13, Space Station 5 coming soon. Whatever. Screw you, Aroa. Anyway, uh, we will be. That That's our show for the day. I want to thank you, Aroa, for being here. Yeah, I was. I was here. And I, I was here, thank, all right. I want to thank you, Cyberpunk Monk, for being here. <sighs> I was here. I was here. Yeah, oh, that gave me the tingles, and I don't know why, and that makes me feel weird. That's that was a real one. Yeah, <laughs> and we will, heart. and we will be back next week to talk about more, some more stories. Hopefully, hopefully things happen and the world doesn't burn down next week. Bye. Oh. I hope that every week. <laughs>